Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos gustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dolby Figa podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasic, coming to you live, except on uh, international duty. With me, as always, Dave de Oliveira. Dave, what's happening? What is going on, Alfredo? Great to be back. Uh, international uh, duty has come and gone. Uh, actually, was curling. Speaking of internationals, I was curling with the uh, the uh, Portuguese national uh, team. There's got to be some videos and uh, pictures to come uh, from that experience. But that's how I spent my uh, international duty curling with the uh, Portuguese national uh, team. But uh, great to be back here tonight. Yeah, guess who else is back? Cristiano Oliveira, the Silva Fernandes, late Capelo Rego. <laughs> What's happening, What's Chris? Up? Been a while. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Well, I can hear you. I, I couldn't hear myself in the headphones. What's up, my good friends, my beautiful people, and the ugly ones, too? Welcome once again to another Bifiga podcast. Alfredo, it's been a while. It's been a while. I see I see you keeping things, you know, mystery. I still can't see your beautiful face. I mean, I haven't You're gonna seen have you to, uh, in a put few on months. YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that's right. I see you here, but I'm, yeah, this is. Yeah, but it, this new technology stuff, you know, Dave, being out for a little while, I feel like an old man once I return. But what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Mayfica podcast, another night, another podcast. Miss you guys, bro. When, when was guys. the last time you were on, Chris? It's irrelevant, bro. Look, just Before be happy. August? I was, <laughs> just be happy. I was. August? Be happy had, that you're. Had you're the listeners. season even started? We we were one and zero, oh, I think. Listen, guys, be be happy. That the downloads went up since I've been gone. You know what I mean. I hope not to uh, to throw a wrench into things and to mess that up. So look, I'm hey, I'm back. That's all that matters. Let's let's focus on the positives. Benfica, obviously, not not too much of a positive to talk about. But what can I say? Man? I can't call it. Well, for you, it's been a lot, nothing but positives. It's just a bump on the road for Dave and I. But uh, Cristiano Gary B is asking where you got that hat. He likes it. He wants to get one. I don't see. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I want to get one myself. Um, where the hell did I get it? 
I don't recall, but I'll figure it out. And once I he do, he went I'll to Tarapsos and he picked it out of uh, Tarap's <laughs> closet there. Yeah, as he was moving, I was helping him <laughs> yeah. move. I took the hat. So anyway, here we are, episode number four hundred and sixty on tonight's podcast. We will recap uh, the Vitoria game. Uh, we'll look ahead to uh, to PSG coming to Stade Luz tomorrow, and uh, also Riwav, which comes up uh, this week. So let's get right into it. If he could travel to... Oh, Cristiano is not there. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Did you shut off your camera? Oh, yeah. there you go. I'm, there I'm you are. Things. I'm testing things. Yeah, so uh, if he could travel up north to the birth city uh, to play Vitoria uh, after an international break. And I got to be honest, there's a lot of times that we talk about international breaks and we said, well, it's a welcome break because it's going to give some of these guys some... Some rest, but the, the, the main guys uh, ended up traveling to the national team. Uh, Enzo traveled uh, basically uh, across the ocean uh, to play for Argentina. He admitted himself uh, this uh, on the presser before this game, before the PSG game or for the PSG game, that he had tired legs against Vitoria. But really, uh, a, a, a somewhat rusty Benfica, very, 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 very slow. But I'll give you the lineup. We'll get into the game. Vlacodimus was in goal. Uh, Bas, uh, Tony Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Enzo Antino, Nerjo, Mario Rafa, and uh, Gonzalo Ramos up front. Um, Chris, you haven't been here for a while. You're going to talk a lot today. Um, oh, I, I just before you went on to the to the starting line. I want what what ocean? You said he went across the ocean. I mean, there's like what seven oceans? The Atlantic or, Ocean, to know. Argentina oh, or wherever. Okay, oh, he nice. played in New Jersey. He, he played in Red Bull Arena. Yeah, Miami and Red Bull. They still across the ocean. It's still across it the, is ocean, the ocean. Yeah, the yeah but people listening, they don't know what ocean. Yeah, they could look it up. Uh, you, you know, we're not the best <laughs> in geography. You know that. <laughs> but uh, was it the red, the red ocean? The red? No, that's the Red Sea, right? The Red Sea. That's with Mo- Moses. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't know how I feel about this uh, international break. And if we had been talking here about guys being tired and feeling that the international break was going to give him a, a bit of relief. And as I mentioned, some of the key guys did travel. But here's the, the thing, and, and I don't know if this is this has come up or not, but uh, Roger Schmidt, he gave five days vacation to players following the last game, the last official game that they played. Um, do you think that had something to do with the fact that the team came out and just were, just didn't have a, a spark, didn't have a flame against Vitoria? Chris? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, there, there's a bunch of, of things that come into play here. Um, you could pinpoint uh, to a whole bunch of them, obviously that being one of them. The other one, you know, players coming back, as you've mentioned, had to, you know, travel across uh huge parts of oceans <laughs> <laughs> that covers it yeah that's travel over huge parts of oceans and uh you know maybe these guys just you know worn out i know it's early on in the season here but let's not forget benfica has played a tremendous amount of games in, in such a short time since the last week of july benfica's pretty much playing three games i mean i'm sorry a game every three days i should say so some of these guys are worn out and then on top of it if you look at that whole lineup majority of the guys that that aren't benfica starting lineup they they do get called up for international duty they're a little bit burnt out and you know sometimes alfredo it's easy for us to come on here and and, and criticize benfica for their performances in the whole now but at times we, we and I do this very, very, very rarely here on the podcast. 
But it, it is a fact that sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the opposition. It seemed to me that the opposition wanted it a bit more. The stadium was absolutely jam-packed. Yep. They've been looking forward to this game. They were ecstatic that they were, you know, they're actually saying it pre-games and stuff and every interview you saw from players and coaching staff that they wanted to be the first team to take away points from Benfica, and that's exactly what they did. And was I a little bit disappointed by some of the performances on, on Benfica's side? Yeah, absolutely, we are. Every time Benfica doesn't win a game, we're a little bit let down. But that being said, the other team wanted a little bit more. Roger Schmidt, we could talk about this as, as as we get here into the podcast. There's some things I would have liked to have seen done differently. But, you know, again, it, you know, I think you said it best. There's times that we look forward to these international breaks where we need the time. Especially last year, guys, if you guys recall, when Benfica just couldn't get a result to save their lives. We just, I can't wait till this is over. Oh man, the international break. But in this one's case right now, as Benfica was steamrolling everybody, this was not the time for, 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 for an international break. We yeah. did not want to see this. You totally collapsed. It totally stopped their momentum. And we hope Benfica will be able to get back on their horse and, and you know, and sprint away uh, like they were doing before. So it's yeah. early on. Yeah, but we'll Porto, see what happens. Porto played the uh, played a scrimmage during that time. Sporting played a scrimmage, and we were um we were on vacation for five days. I don't know if that has it. It might be just a coincidence. Again, the coach is the one that works with the players every day, so he's going to know whether or not he could give the players a vacation. But certainly, from the start of the season, uh, it's been a jam packed, no rest for the weary type of schedule for Benfica since the start. We played four additional games to get into the Champions League before anybody kicked the soccer ball in Portugal. Uh, so maybe that is the read that Schmidt needed to do. I said, all right, these guys have been playing nonstop. I'm going to give them a break. I don't know about five days, man. Five days seems like a lot of time to be away uh, from the team. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could totally understand the five-day break thing. I, I understand it being the problem. But, look, maybe maybe the coach started believing in their own press, you know, the hype and stuff like that. And, oh, these guys will come back and everybody will be fresh. But at the same time, as I mentioned, there could be a lot of, you know, playing a game every three days. I mean, if you got played, like, what, 10 games in 40 days or whatever it was, something like that before even this break. So maybe the side of the guys were burnt out. They needed a break. And they do – let's not forget – Benfica's from the main squad, even to the to the to the you know U19s and the B team, they have a tremendous amount of players get called up for international duty through the U21s and other nations and stuff like that. So maybe just figure to give some guys a break. And uh, obviously, look, this one time it backfired. Yeah, um, this was not the prettiest of games. Benfica struggled mightily throughout the game, and I'll let you get into that stuff. And we'll, we'll I'm pretty sure Dave and I and you will talk about. Uh, their struggles. As yeah, we talk here no, I, I just put up a, a, a graphic here, which was Benfica's first 45 minutes. Uh, and you look at this and you look at one shot and the shot wasn't even on target for the first first 45 minutes. And I don't, I don't know how you feel, Dave, but for me, if I'm a Benfica fan and, and if Benfica has been playing the way they have been playing, to look at a stat like this is disappointing. Very, very disappointing. And I think Chris uh, hit the nail uh, on or hit the hammer on the nail there where this would have been a, a game here last season that we would have been dreading to come on here and talking about. But and, and, um, quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off at what I, I saw this uh, this past weekend 
All the credit to Guimarães. Uh, like Chris said, they wanted it more. You could tell, especially guys like their uh, Andre. Andre, he's got that that hatred for us, and, and we couldn't match their their intensity. Right? We we just could never get it into that higher gear or get any any um, real offensive opportunities there. And I think you've got the stats there for the first half, but I think overall we ended up with seven shots all game and only one on on target which i believe was a, a free kick six, if i'm not six, mistaken six shots one on target yes it was a free kick yeah. by uh, grimaldo yeah so, so which was nothing uh nothing that really troubled uh bruno Varello, which is also disappointing as well because i think he owes us a couple of frangouge as well so if maybe <laughs> put a little bit of more more shots on target we could have really uh, tested him but overall just a very uh Poor performance from the the, the club, but um, it's a long season, right? Uh, we're gonna have these these hiccups. I think we've been a little bit spoiled through the first um, quarter, if you want to call it a quarter of the season here, going uh, 13 games um, undefeated and winning all first uh, 13 games. So, little little uh, result here to bring us a little bit back to earth. But uh, I'll admit that I was not. Uh, was not impressed with what I saw on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see how this team reacts from this, yeah. right, Dave? In, in a few weeks from now, we can say, look, man, that was that was the total kick in the butt that we needed. We needed a wake-up call because we knew, at least we, you know, we've, I don't want to say we knew, but we see how, how things get tough in Portuguese competitions, especially when you start going away in these games here. You know that it's not going to be a walk in the park. Benfica, even though that struggled in a few games, but it was, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the three points and you just move on. So um, I, I think if we look back, I mean, if we look back, if we're here in a couple weeks from now, Benfica is just steamrolling everybody once again. It's getting piling up, you know, the three points after, um, after each game. I, I think we'll look at this as just a hiccup in the park. But if not, I mean, this could be the very beginning of some, you know, so some some things that we could really criticize here. I don't really want to go down that path right now. I haven't been here. It's been quite a while. I'm trying to be positive, Cristiano. I don't. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to but come uh, and start you know, the, on everybody. The, the folks know that uh, you you're indebted to them for not being here for quite a few weeks and, and not sharing your opinion. So you're kind of indebted. To, you got to make it up to a lot of these folks that listen to our podcast that haven't had the privilege of listening to you week in, week out. Uh, but 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 certainly I'm uh, you know I posted up the uh, uh, graphic now after 90 minutes six shots one on target, uh, 63% of possession, uh, and basically it's like a dress rehearsal. You just move the ball around, uh, but you don't really don't do anything. I just and to me it's just you're missing a lot of the guys that create that spark. Uh, you know whether it was Neres, whether it was Rafa, uh, whether it was well, guys from the outside. Uh, well, but, Alfredo, uh, if, if if you really want me to <laughs> go, do it. If you really want me to, you know, to, to let my feelings, you know, be known, which is, look, man, there's, I, especially you, Alfredo. I, I often have conversations with you on the phone or in person about how it, everybody wants to rate players when everything's going perfect, right? And I'm sitting, I'm 44 years old, man. You give me the ball. My, my gut and everything, and I can still trap the ball with the best of them. When nobody around me, man, I'll look good. You know, I mean, the shirt might not look too good on me, but I'll look good with the ball on my feet. You put a guy on me, I will not be able to do anything. And that's and this is another case where we've seen. In all these other games, Mifika had the ball, Mifika had the ball, everybody just 
sitting back and waiting for them to come forward or uh, allow him if he could, you know, come at them in a counterattack, as we saw in Juventus, a lot of portions of that game. So it's easy when everybody's just backing off and you got tons of space, you're running at people. It, it's totally different now when you got the ball on your feet, somebody's right on your back, and now you got to create. And we've seen some of these guys. I know at the beginning of the season, I was very critical of the likes of Joao Mario. I was not ups- I was not happy when you're looking at a guy of his caliber that's, you know, one of the first 11 names on the, uh, on the squad. I think, and I thought at the time, and I still do think that Benfica's bench is very short. We don't have enough options. And when a game like this, these weaknesses really come to the forefront. And we saw Benfica show there wasn't enough energy in the team in the first half. There's not enough creativity. You get the guy, the likes of Joel Mari there on a one on, you know, uh, you know, on a one on one down the left wing, and he turns around because he doesn't have the ability to beat somebody one on one. David Neres was a pagado from the game because there was really no service. I, I, I've said it, I believe, at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the season, in our initial uh, podcast, where if teams are smart, they zone in on Neres and just. There's no other creative playmaker on the team, on, on the field. You know, Rafa's got the ability to beat you speed-wise, but not with the ball at his feet. And, I, and there's going to be struggles like this. Gonzalo Ramos, a guy, you know, I'm not in love, but I, I I understand his worth. I understand what he does. But a guy, again, that doesn't get enough service in games like these. In, in a game like this, I thought that it screamed bringing in Gilberto at halftime for Alexander Ba. And I had a conversation with a couple of my friends just last week that were convinced that Alexander Ba was an exceptional signing. And I said, I, look, I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to, to vencer the guy. You know what I mean? I like him. And in a game like this, I don't understand how Roger didn't see that. This game screamed for Gilberto. Okay? This game screamed for a playmaker, somebody to come in and, like, as I use the term often on a podcast, grab the bull by the horns, but we don't have it. The guy that supposedly that was brought in to do that is Draxler, but he's clearly not ready yet. He's not in game rhythm yet. So there's just, look, when the team is going well, but Fika's going to get results. When it, when the going gets tough, we're going to see matchups like this. And credit to Guimarães, they wanted it, clearly wanted it more than Benfica, but there is a lot of red flags with this squad for me. There's been a lot of red flags, and you speak to Alfredo, you speak to Hugo, guys I speak to every single day about Benfica, and they'll tell you, I'm not just telling you this now after a bad result. I was saying this when Benfica was putting up results, right? That at some point, you were going to have to go to that bench and bring somebody in to make a difference in a game, and your options are Diogo Gonçalves, Chiquinhos, Peter, Moose. I don't understand what my boy Ricos is doing, but if he thinks that guy is a professional footballer, at least at the caliber of the team like Benfica, I don't know what the hell Ricos has been doing. But, like, there's just not a lot there for Roger Schmidt to work with. And now you see over and over and over the same starting 11 being used. The only difference, the only swaps we've seen has been at right back with Ba and Gilberto, and now it seems that Roger is, is really settled in with Ba. And then we saw it at the center back position because of injuries. Very Morato got hurt. The kid comes in. But besides that, it's been the same guys all the time because there's not enough options. You see us, and again, Alfredo, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I want to talk about the game, but you see a substitution he makes an extra time to bring in a John Brooks. There's, you know, then putting the guy in just like a Pavala Padentro and try to stir some trouble. There's not a lot of confidence in the rest of the roster. There's yeah. not a lot of options. 
No, I I agree with you, and 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 certainly you can make an argument for for what he was thinking with John Brooks. Yeah. In terms of putting a guy up there and knock him down and let somebody uh, pick up the second ball and, and make something of it. No, and especially at that, especially in, as people need to remember when he was subbed in, unless I'm going crazy, right? But I could have sworn it was on a free kick that being yes. had outside the box. So yeah. I understand, like, bro, he's six six. Let me try to get lucky here. Maybe he gets to the end of a cross and, yo, I look like a genius. And then, unfortunately, he did it. And then it's just like, my man looked like a fish out of water after that. But I understand the thinking for that instant. Yeah. Now, I'll be preoccupied if this is more of a thing that we've seen later on. Because I know we we were here on a podcast. We were critical when we'd see Rivitoria late in the game send our center backs up. You know what I mean? So, we have to be fair. If we criticize one, we we can't give a pass to the other guy. Now, this first time, give him a pass. But let's just hope that this is not something we see uh, more often here down the line. But he's trying to convert him to a center striker. We all those years, JJ would convert his wingers to right back and left backs. He's trying to convert uh, Brooks into our next striker there up, up top. Yeah, no, like I, I got the idea. Um, I just, I just think that um, I, I just thought it was it was desperate on his part and i don't know how much of it has been actually worked out in a training ground uh because it just seemed that brooks was all over the place and and i don't know brooks brooks is just um, but it's just it's one of those things man it's just i, I don't know but i agree See, with I'm you more guys. understanding of it alfredo because benfica, there's no bench no but it's not just that not just that but benfica struggled mightily the whole game to create any real scoring opportunity. That was like the best scoring opportunity to create and to say, oh, my God, we got a free kick outside the box. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. And so we're not going to do much else to create. So let me bring this guy in and hopefully we'll get across into the box and, and he gets to the end of it. So I that's the only reason. If, if he had been dominant and creating chance and and it's just like the goalkeeper was having a you know the night of his life where Benfica was just you know missing chance after chance I would have been like why what do you but at the time Benfica really struggled to create any type of opportunity so I'll yeah. give him a pass this one time yeah I mean look I, I think that it, it lifts off a little bit of that pressure that keeps mounting as you win games you win games you win games and then you start your head starts getting big in terms of how far can we take this run and the fact that you you lost some points and deservedly so, right? Um, I think that maybe this brings you down to earth and said, okay, well, time to refocus. Uh, we managed the game, we managed the possession, but we really didn't produce anything in terms of offense. Uh, and I do I do agree with Diogo Reis that we got lucky that we didn't get called for that uh, penalty on Andre Andre because you got to me that was a clear penalty. Alfredo. For me, it that was clear. was also clear. was also night and day. You can make an argument. Oh, his foot was already there. No, his foot wasn't already there, dude. He, he was trying to do a, a, like one of those one twos with with his feet to get out of uh, traffic, and his one of his feet got caught in, in Tino's uh, foot, and it was a, a it was a foul. It's a penalty. It's a penalty all day. That's all day. And then the second one that got called back on Avar, it was right. To me, it was I right. See, I don't I don't know if it's right, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, look, I like the call. Obviously, <laughs> bailed out Benfica. I don't like because you know now you're gonna go into, yo, did he drag his foot? Was he into it? Did he mean you know that that's all that's again afraid to become subjective. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was a, a little bit was too a technical. Special for me. It became it becomes a little mm -hmm. bit too technical for me, right? In terms of subject, you know, like 
just bro, look, the goalie definitely made contact. He shouldn't have. It's a, the only way I let it go is if the ball's already out at the corner flag. Like, there's no way he's going to get to it, whatever. But even then, I could still probably cry foul fools for my team. Vlako Dimos on that one play. I don't know what he was doing. It, this has been his <laughs> MO at Benfica. His indecisiveness is going. It's cost Benfica at times. It will cost Benfica again in the future. Yep. This is a game that he hesitated. He took a step out. It's backed up. Then took off. He needs to straighten this out. And this is the reason why Benfica, I think, over the last two seasons, and rightfully so in my opinion, has tried to look for other alternatives. Um, in the summer, unfortunately, the alternatives that Benfica is going after is like, you know, I don't know. They're going after <laughs> no-name guys from, from I don't know where. But I, I think they should really invest in a proper goalkeeper a guy that could give you assurances with the ball at his feet, a guy that knows how to come out of his box, out of his lines, I should say, a guy that could come out for crosses. It's important, and I've said it here on a podcast over and over and over, it is tremendously important for a team like Benfica, a team that dominates possession of play in the Portuguese league for the majority of a game. It's important to have a goalie that knows how to hold on to a ball, that knows how to come out to a cross, because you get the small squads that come on a counterattack late in the game, and he punches it out rather than grabbing the ball, giving Benfica possession back, punches that ball out on the said corner kick, we'd lose 1-0, right? These are the things that I've picked on Vlaco for years now. I love the dude. I think he's a really nice guy. I've had the pleasure of hanging out with him and talking to him. I feel bad saying this about it. At the end of the day, bah, I got to call a spade a spade. There's things that he needs to work on, and you've seen it again in this one game. Benfica was lucky, right? That the VAR, like you said, Alfredo, for whatever reason now, they're trying to change this penalty rule, whatever it is, they call that one back. But if not, Vlacodimos would have potentially, you know, you'd like to think the, uh, the penalty most likely would have been converted. And and so, therefore, it would have cost Benfica. Benfica got, for, got lucky with Andre Andre, got lucky there. And the performance just wasn't up to par to what we're accustomed to seeing. Now, I, I've mentioned something before, and neither of you guys touched up on it, but I'll ask the question. Were you guys surprised that you did not see Gilberto in this game? Did you guys think that this was a game for Gilberto? Did you guys think that Blah, uh, what's it, Blah, right? Bah. 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 Blah, geez. Did you guys think that Alexander Bah had a good game at all in this game? Uh, no, uh, but I don't think anybody had a good game, his, to be honest with you. Yeah, it wasn't his strongest performance. I don't think but anybody maybe had a that, good game. I think, I think that's one of the easiest substitutions to make that Chris is, is pointing to. Uh, when one's not between Ba and Gilberto, if once, how many times have we sat here and Gilberto hasn't had a first, uh, good first half and then Ba goes in? Yeah. Does Ba have a longer leash now than than uh, Gilberto and Roger Schmidt is willing to keep him in there longer compared to Gilberto, where we've seen him take him off at halftime after uh, struggling in the first half, right? I, if one of the one of those two guys is not going, we can't be afraid to to make the uh, the switch. If it's Ba in is starting, and we need to take and put Gilberto in, or vice versa, right? Because we've seen it with Gilberto, but I wonder if. Boz got a little bit of a longer leash with uh, Schmidt now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I didn't think that uh, nobody really played particularly well. Maybe Antonio Silva. Antonio Silva was the only one that stood out uh, for me, but every but everyone else was was just goddamn awful. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, Alfredo. Right. The only difference to me here is 
when you're talking about it, look, it's one thing Grimaldo not playing well and you really don't have confidence in his backup. You don't really know what you got in him. Okay, look. Right? With Ba, you have a, a viable option there. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I get that. Unlike, unlike the other positions, right? A lot of other positions, you don't really have other. With Ba, you actually do have a, a, a you know, a viable player that could come in. He's Look, Benfica was, was crying for energy in this game. That He's going to bring energy and attitude. Yeah. And again, if Bob's having a really good game, I understand it. Fine. You know, uh, the team was lacking energy, but Bob was playing. But as we just agreed here, Bob was not having a really a, a good game at all. And you have a, a guy that's at times come into the to, 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 to the lineup, into the games, right? And, and injected that instant energy. And I think Benfica needed a wake-up call. And I was surprised that Roger did not play that card. Yeah. No, he, he can't. It, it, in past games, he has had good reads and he has reacted well. Um, I just thought he was a little bit out of depth in this game. I thought the substitutions came a little bit too late. I thought that John Brooks, you know, smelled the desperation when you really don't have any other options. I don't know if I could blame it on that as he looks at the bench and see who else is out there. Uh, but but certainly, uh, we've been praising him here that he's gotten a lot of things right and, and making. Um, the moves at halftime and making the substitutions at halftime and making it right. Uh, I, I just thought uh, that this wasn't all that great. Dave, stats so we can move on, bro. Stats, let's get it uh, done and over with here. Winning streak ends at 13, short of the uh, record of 15. And first time in uh, 15 league games that uh, Benfica was uh, left off the score sheet, blanked. Uh, last time that happened was against uh, Porto. Uh, one nothing uh, result at the end of last season there. Yeah. So now we uh, it's time to uh, refocus, right? One of the biggest teams uh, in Europe to come to Stade de Luz, uh this Wednesday or tomorrow as we record this. PSG match day three of the Champions League. Benfica um, uh, has not lost or, or is, is perfect so far with, with six points. And so is PSG. Uh, so it'll be a, a match at, at Stade Luz. Uh, and I think that uh, after losing points to Vitória de Guimarães uh, and to have had the uh, the performance that they did, I think that uh, I expect the team to respond very well. But it, it's going to be a, a good telltale sign on what this team is made of uh, in terms of team chemistry on how they play against uh, PSG. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is well, every Champions League game uh, should be a game that players get up for. But in particular, this game, I mean, you know the world's going to be watching. You're going to have the likes of Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. You might have heard of that guy, Messi. Uh, so everybody's clamoring to get into this game. You know the players are going to want to show up because this is the brightest of stages, right? There's very few teams in the world that that'll be an even brighter stage than this, than, than what it will be tomorrow at the start of the lose. And so, look, we hope the boys are up for it. We hope Roger Schmidt has something up his sleeve. I know that P, uh, PSG has been caught napping a couple of times here so far early on in the season, even in the in the league on. Uh, and, and we're hoping that tomorrow is one of those games. We're hoping that. Messi comes into style to lose, and he just starts daydreaming and fantasizing about his idol, Pablito Aymar, playing on the same pitch, and he's mesmerized by it, and he's really not up for a football match tomorrow. 
And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say, Alfredo? I mean, it's it's going to be a very, very tough match for Benfica. We hope that the boys are up for it. Yeah, Dave, what are, you, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, I wish I was uh, coming a little bit as more positive as uh, Cristiano was, but I'm not feeling too uh, comfortable about this uh, this game. Um, PSG is just on a completely different level. Can we catch them sleeping? Of course we can. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but even Maccabi Haifa was, uh, was had the early lead on uh, on them uh, on the second match day there, but uh psg is just on a completely different level and um i hope i hope it's a game and i hope it's a we're we're in the game late late on but um i don't know one uh one draw and, I, and i'm back to already uh these old negative feelings of last season i hope i'm proven wrong dave, but, uh, come I'm on dave i hope i'm not uh, i'm hope i'm proven wrong and uh it's a it's a good result but uh i'm i'm pretty negative after saturday you can't do that, man. It's only one slip up. Uh, like I said, I think I think that the team is primed to have a good game against PSG. I'm I'm very optimistic about this game. I'm not saying that uh, that we'll win convincingly, but I think that we'll compete. Uh, I don't think that PSG will come into this game sleeping, although they have been caught sleeping in some games. But I think that they come in understanding that Benfica is is uh, is two uh, two and zero uh, as they are. They have a chance to put some distance between them and Benfica, take it to France uh, on the re return leg, if you want to call it, and put even more distance. But I think that uh, PSG is going to try to get all three points. Uh, Absolutely. At, and at at the very worst, maybe they'll they'll say, okay, well, maybe if we salvage a point here, we'll bring it home. We'll bring it home. Yeah, that's what we're hoping, Alfredo. That's what we're hoping that they'll be satisfied with the point, knowing that they're going to play a week later at the Parque dos Príncipes over there in yeah. Paris, and that they'll be like, you know, look, we get an opportunity to distance ourselves. At the end of the day, this is a two-horse a two race um, for for the group, to get out of the group. But at the end of the day, you know, players want to win. Yeah. And we just hope that Benfica's up for it. My, my thing about, about, tomorrow, about tomorrow's matchup is, look, there's no shame if you lose a game to the likes of Paris Saint-Germain. It's about the way you play. Yeah. There's ways to lose. And I think that if Benfica, and I'm not saying that Benfica's going to lose, but if they are to lose, I want to see Benfica play football. I want to see Benfica come out. I don't want to see Fernando Santos ball, right? Portuguese national team against Spain with, <laughs> with, with the equal players, with the equal roster, and just sitting all 11 men behind the ball and not even trying to attempt to come over the midfield line. I don't want to see that from Benfica. I don't think we're going to get that from Roger Schmidt. So yeah. I think Benfica will actually play better in this game than what they did over the weekend because I think PSG is going to give you more spaces, right, to Benfica to attack and, and more opportunities for Benfica to do things. Now, it'll be the huge difference between this team and the majority of the other teams in the world is when you give a Messi, a Neymar, a, 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 you know, a, a Mbappe, even Sarabia, who's, you know, hell of a player last year at Sporting in the Portuguese League, give these guys opportunity they're not going to miss too many no and so that's what it comes down to it's going to come down to benfica taking care of their own defensive end it's going to take it's going to come down to benfica and gonzal rums and Nedison and rafa and these guys to be on their game and if they get the one opportunity we've seen this from gonzal rums though that to me that's the one negative from gonzal rums play so far 
is that he'll get six chances, puts away one. So mm. tomorrow, Benfica cannot miss any of these opportunities. If they get one opportunity, they have to make sure it's on target and try to do the very best that they can to put the ball in the back of the net because it's going to be a very difficult matchup. These guys don't miss, man. This is a yeah. team that's got mega hitters. Yeah, you know real I mean? test. These guys uh, are knockout hitters. Yeah, real test for Benfica. Uh, and when you talk about you know how much we've praised Antonio Silva, tomorrow is going to be a huge test for him, uh, especially with Otamendi not having the speed uh, that he may have had while he in his 20s. I don't know if he was ever a speedy player, but certainly uh, it's going to be challenging, man. It's going to be challenging. I'll tell you this. I think, I think tomorrow, Alfredo, and I'm sorry to cut you off, brother, but I know you missed that. Uh, I think tomorrow, Gilberto plays. He's a better defensive player than Ba. I think he plays tomorrow. What do you think? I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise I don't. I don't think that Ba is completely locked in there. Uh, I think that there's... Uh, Based on game plans and opposition, uh, I think that's how Roger Schmidt has been favoring one or the other. Um, I don't know. I I I like Gilberto's uh, intensity and energy and commitment, uh, but I don't know if he has the speed to uh, keep up with Neymar, dude, or Mbappe, whoever falls on that side. I mean, pick your poison. Yeah, I think that Ba has a little bit more lung uh, and stamina. To, to go uh, and to at least keep up with those guys. But I, I, I like Gilberto's intensity and commitment so much, man. And every time he goes on a field and, and echoing the sentiments that you had in terms of the Vittori game, that perhaps this was, would have been a spark that we needed with Gilberto coming in. But certainly I think that, uh, that, um, that defense is going to have their hands full tomorrow. Uh, as well as the midfield, I, I think it's going to be difficult. But and I agree, if we have chances, we need to um, we need to put them away. We have to be very efficient. Dave, you got any numbers you want to throw out? Yes, I do. Uh, six previous meetings between uh, both clubs, and Benfica has the advantage: uh, three wins, one draw, two uh, losses. Um, their last meetings uh, came in the 2013-2014 Champions League campaign where Benfica won the uh, home leg uh, 2-1 and uh, lost 3-0 uh, in Paris. And uh, this season, PSG, uh, 11 wins, one draw across all competitions. Yeah. Well, when I said they got caught napping, I mean, that was the draw because I knew they definitely drew one game, but then I was just, as I was talking, I don't know if you noticed yeah. the hesitation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think they, but yeah. No, they drew one game in, in, in France. Yeah. Uh, Renato Sanchez is not available for this game, and neither is... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Kimpembe. Did I say that right, Chris? I know that you're a follower Kimpembe. of League League On. Yeah, we oui, we oui, je porte bien. Oui, oui, uh, Kimpembe. Um, yeah, so it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be um it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to the game, to be honest with you. Um, and I think that Benfica is gonna be able to compete. Uh, whether or not we're gonna be able to bring take the three points uh it's a whole different conversation but certainly i think that the team it will go through a moment of uh, refocusing uh for this game i think and, and look this is it, what we crave alfredo yeah exactly this is what and, we, and, this crave. we want to be here in this state yeah and and if you're a football player too you want to play against the best you know and and we see all the time in the Tugum, people uh, little teams getting up to play benfica let benfica get up to play psg 
Simple as that. You guys want to risk? I want the side of the loose to be rocking. I don't want this lullaby, sleeping, eh, snooze fest, bro. I'm gonna put your phones in your pocket. Forget the stupid loose only for winning. For winning, like to two zero, then bring out the loose. If not, put that away, man. Just scream support. Everybody, get behind this team. Tomorrow is a huge game. Yeah, I I would like to see. I would like to see Mm -hmm. more, 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 more of a crowd that said to lose than at the at the Coldplay concert. Coldplay well, was that side of the No. I think they got a choreography planned for the beginning of tomorrow's match so. from what I saw on social media. Chris, you want to yeah. you want to uh you want to take a stab at a at a result prediction? Yep, uh, stop. I just look, I'm back. I'm I need to get informed first, <laughs> all right? First day back, I need to get I need to, you know, deep end, bro. Relax. They don't or, do that with or needs to get on people's good good side. Yeah. Uh, Drax, Drax makes seven million a year, and Rogers taking it easy with him. I, I'm I'm over here on my own will. You throwing me right to the deep end. Yo, calm up. Oh, good to have you back, Dave, brother. What, what do you think? Two nothing PSG. Two nothing PSG. So that's O two. I'm gonna go with two two. And Chris, I'm gonna guess for you. I'm gonna say two nothing. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, three one PSG. For, for you, for for you. Oh, you don't want to give me. A, you don't want to give me a, but pr- that's, a, a prediction. But that's that's what I was thinking in my head. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> that's why I'm saying no brings me. But I'm like, I wasn't gonna. I swear to God, I wasn't gonna say it. But you're like, I'm a guess for you. I was like, if he hits it, he said three. You said two zero. I'm like, nah. I'm thinking in my head. Now. Thinking like three one. I was like, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised. We'll play the lottery. Score. It's going to be an exciting one. game. So if you got a little extra coin, put put some money on on those results. I'm sure you won't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got to wait. You got to wait until I get back in form, and then then they've made a couple bucks off off my predictions here. So uh, uh, once I get back in form, hopefully we can start making it. You know, some 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 chump change change here for the for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, up next is uh, Riwav. At home? Yeah. At home. Let me just... On Saturday. I gotta, I gotta enter this shit. Yeah. All right. Riwav. Ah, Jacques, Jacques, Paris. I mean, I'm I'm so excited. And I don't want to say You're focused. You're so excited. Focused. But I'm so, like, so much looking forward to tomorrow's game. I mean, I understand Riwav is important. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it feels like that's, that's you know, second afterthought right now. I don't really want to think about that game. And, and so much of, if you're going to ask, and I know you will, you will ask for a prediction from us, as far as I go, so much of my prediction will have a lot to, you know, to do with tomorrow's result. Um, you know, I mean, if Benfica gets shit locked, obviously the confidence of players is going to be broken. If they come up with a, you know, with a good performance, um, the spirits of the squad will be totally different. So I, I'm so focused on tomorrow, so looking forward to tomorrow's game that I think it's unfair um, to really sit here and talk about Rio. I mean, you're going from the moon to right back down to earth, you know, in, in a few days' time. No, I, I get it. I understand. Dave, what's uh, what's Riwav up to? 
Riwav this season are currently in eleventh uh, position with nine points from two wins, three draws, uh, three defeats. Historically, forty-nine wins, eleven draws, five defeats against Riwav. Uh, Benfica have never lost to Riwav uh, at home, and um, going twenty-six wins, four draws during that spell. Our last ten against them, nine wins, one loss. Uh, the loss coming in 2017-2018, uh, the Tasa uh, quarterfinals, where we uh, got eliminated by them. Yeah. And, uh... You remember that? <laughs> I do. I think that's when we were all – that was the final competition. We were out before before January. We were out of all uh, competitions, and that was the last one there. Yeah. Um, Riwav has already beaten Port this year. Not that that means anything. Well, that means Smack something. Smacked them. Smacked them. 3-1. Them. Uh, but yeah, certainly a, a team that's uh, that that's capable of, of giving us uh, trouble in the way we've been playing domestically, uh, and I this Victoria game this Victoria result does, shouldn't really surprise anyone because the games prior we had just barely squeezed out results. We we beat uh, who was it? Famalicão at Vizela. 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 Zerpas uh, Freira wrote three two. Yeah, it, it's on. been really, it's been yeah. really tight, man. It's been really tight in terms of results. We've been able to, uh, to inch out some some results. Uh, so this Victoria game or result doesn't didn't really surprise me. You kind of see it coming, but uh, especially but this I'll, month of October, it's very very delicate. But Alfred, I said it before, and I'll keep reiterating this till the cows come home. There's ways, right? There's there's there's. It's all about the way you play. Right. Somebody here on the chat on YouTube said you're not going to win every game. You're right. We hope they do. Right. Yeah. Obviously, we all want them to. But we understand at the end of the day, they're probably not going to win every game. But it's about the way they played. And the fact that Benfica was not in this game at all, we created very few chances. Right. We got very fortuitous with the two non-penalty calls. Right. One reversed by Vardy. The other one, the referee didn't have no time <laughs> to go look at it, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my man, um, you know, again, it's about the way they play. And the one disappointment is that, dude, again, I, no chance. There was no chances created. Yeah. I understand the Vizela game, we struggled a little bit, but we did have, you know, good spurts in that game. The Pas Ferreira, we looked like the game was out of hand, out of reach, 3-1, to one, and we lose it 1-0. One one and then all of a sudden we turn it around, it's a wrap, it's over, and then, all, oh, snap. And there's Pas Ferreira again. And then Mefica held on at the very end of the game for the 3-2 result. But there was spurts in the game where Mifika was dominant. In this game, Mifika was never dominant for any no, for there, no there stretch was like of the, the game. The first 10 minutes of the second half, I thought that Mifika was coming out to do something, but they 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 fizzled out after that. Yeah, but it wasn't dominant. It wasn't. No, it, wasn't it wasn't dominant. It, but they, they had they had the ball at their feet, but they weren't creating chances. But they were more purpose purposeful with yes. the ball, but didn't create chances. But they yeah. they were being more direct. Uh, and more objective with the with the ball in that first ten minutes of the second half. But man, did you win championships on these uh, little games, man. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what it's about. But yeah. you know, uh, look, Riwab is a well organized team. I believe they won the second division last year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? I think they won it. Yeah, that's how they got promoted. Yeah. Um, they've you know they've wanted to to be back in the first division and here they are they're as dave said they're in 11th place two wins they're a decent football club they're not a terrible club as you mentioned they spanked porto at home but i'm confident because it's at stay to lose i think if you get home 
with the crowd behind them, even though that crowd sometimes is half asleep, um, is a totally different team. I think teams come to stay the loose to hunker down and, and try to catch Benfica napping, where at home they get their fans behind them and they're a little bit more energetic themselves. So I, I, it brings me confidence um, only because of that, because it's tied to lose. But again, a lot of it will have to do with tomorrow's result. Um, we hope that Roger and his boys will you know, be up for the task. I, I, I do think that we might see a surprise tomorrow in Draxler starting the game. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not sure about it. I'm just trying to mention something that could be a little bit different um, playing against his former team. Maybe the guy's up for it to show them that. And remember, he's on loan, too. He could always go back next season. But maybe the guy have a little bit of revenge up his sleeve, and we might see a little bit something different because it's been the same 11 over and over and over. I know there's reports that Arsenis might start tomorrow and start instead of Florentino. Yeah. So we'll see some changes, and, and I do think one of them will be Draxler. And if it is, I hope he comes in and he plays well because Benfica needs another option. He's the type yeah. of player that – can destabilize things and create opportunities, you know, against these teams, the, the Guimarães, the, the Riwavs at home. Because when these teams hunker down and they play the low block, it's it's Benfica doesn't have a lot of guys that can penetrate that yeah. unless, you know, at least with the ball at their feet. And so Drax is one of those guys that, that can make a difference. So hoping tomorrow is, you know, all in all, hopefully Benfica wins this game. Uh, but all in all, I want it to be a very positive day. Um, for the boys yeah no i gotta be honest i'm 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 very optimistic about the game tomorrow so i don't know if i just jinxed it or not but i'm i'm feeling i'm I'm very positive about the game tomorrow so we'll see what happens. can they leave can they leave jesus navas at the loose tomorrow when they go back to Paris? yeah maybe in the, in the winter break he, he was very close to coming to benfica no, but he can stay now but that's what i'm saying I said, let him get acclimated. He looks for the house. He's not playing anyway. Donnarumma is playing. That's the truth. So let him, yo, let him go house shop. Maybe he could take over Tarap's house. Tarap's house was on a golf course, <laughs> right in a, in a country club. Beautiful house. Maybe look, they all they all live in that same Arueira complex over there. Um, but anyway, uh, lastly. Uh, we found out today there, there was a Portuguese Cup draw. We found out today that we're be, going to be playing Caldas de Rainha uh, on the weekend of October 15th, uh, the third, uh, the did third round. Did anybody see the draw? They did this draw, draw like in, somebody, in somebody's basement, in somebody's right? basement? Yeah, that, I'm telling there was no report, no lie. I think they, they had marbles closet. inside the sock, and the guy would just like stick his hand inside the, stock of the, the sock and pull out a marble. No sepa. Who did Sporting get? You guys know? I don't know. All I know is this. I know Benfica got Carlos Rainha, and I know that Guimarães got Canelas. So Ooh. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> Guimarães <laughs> and Canelas. That, that, that's going to be a that's gonna be a tough one. Macaco the White not, Angels. Ma, the yeah, Macaco might not be able to go to, to, uh, to, to the Gama, but he'll go to the Guimarães or whatever. Dave, I don't do you know, know the game? Sporting know the I'm game. checking it up here. Uh, uh, an idea from for Porto. An idea. An idea. An idea. Hey. Uh, hey, and Sporting up Verzin. Oh, okay. Verzin is the toughest one of them all. Yeah, an idea is close to home. Campeonato Nacional. An idea is close to home. I don't know where Calas de Reina. I don't know where, I, I where they're at. Calas is playing be. in the same. Uh, I was just looking them up. Same third division with like Leiria, Academica. So the Campeonato Nacional, uh, I think. That's yeah. the CNS. Ac Ac 
I think Academica doesn't even exist no more, right? Didn't they? Like, no, I think they. Oh, no, they're there. They're there. They're there. They got they called it a wraps. Didn't they call it a wrap? I think they, they just they said, went "Yo, we're bankrupt." Packed. I think. Yeah, they packed. They packed their balls and said, "Vou para casa." I think, I think that's what. Bankrupt. I think they yeah, closed the doors. Yes. Yeah, like man. That. So have, that's, they uh, were just playing uh, Tondela this past weekend. Yeah, that's second division though, Dave. Tondela's in second division, yeah, not third. Yeah, yeah, but they played Tondela. Academica played Tondela in the the Tassa. But I I read something. I read something about. Uh, yeah, Academica. I could have sworn Academica Coimbra. Academica Coimbra. I could have yeah. sworn that they they like disbanded. Like, yeah, but yeah, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's uh, it was good having you back, Stianu. Uh Hopefully, you can make it back next week again. Bro, we're not making a breakdown here of the Caldas de Rainha. Come on, that's exciting. <laughs> we need a, a Caldas de Rainha expert. Let me ask. Let me ask you guys a question. This game is in Caldas, right? Yeah. Because this round is. Yeah. So, do they even have a stadium? They got a good. Uh, Why wouldn't they have a stadium, dude? I don't mean a stadium. I mean with seats. Remember, Benfica played a game seats. that they brought in. They sit, they sit up on a little incline. They'll just stand up. Oh, on a you don't remember? Incline. You don't remember a couple of years ago? Benfica played. I think they won like one zero. They played someone. They brought in the metal seats because they, they didn't have the enough stands. Removable stand. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, I was gonna get to there. No, but. I, I, they might to to just increase capacity, but I, they do have a stadium. I don't know. You know, you know, we gotta send Chris to get a pitch update though. <laughs> we gotta see how the grass is in, in Caldish. Make sure it's okay. Get the pictures out. He knows from Carlos Neil. We gotta get Neil. He's gonna know. Neil, stop out. Tell me about somebody. They go to Lady again. I don't know. Carlos by my area in Fatima. Yeah. Okay. That's the overrage. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, gotta, I don't know. I gotta do some Can they take go to Lady and play in Lady? I don't know. Hold on. Carlos Reina Stadium. Look that up on ZZ, Chris. Look He's that gonna up. say it does not exist. Capacity 157. Standing, what, standing room Epa, only. No, 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 no. Don't, stat. no I, don't I, be disrespectful. No, I don't. It's gotta I be like, know. it's gotta be a couple of hundred, here, couple here. of thousand. couple hundred, couple thousand. What is it, Chris? They show it shows the stadium in Leiria. Maybe they play in Leiria. It, it shows thirteen, thirteen thousand. Can't be thirteen thousand. Campo Yeah. Campo de Mata, thirteen thousand. That sounds about right. So wait, is the Campo in Mata? Namata, like Namata is in the camp. Camp Mata Football Stadium, thirteen thousand capacity. Call the Sport Club. Let's see. Well, Looking up zero zero here. They play. You know what they're uh, what they're 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 called the Pelicans. Did you know that? Cristiano? From New Orleans. The Pelicans. <laughs> they, that's that's yeah. their uh, that's their nickname. The Pelicans. The Pelicans I, from I thought Norm. they were Peraitaki, College Sports Club. College Sports Club. Nevada. Capacity 13,000. Epa. Yeah, 13,000. So they got a nice stadium. Compta Mata. Taki. The Wikipedia just says nothing. It says nothing. Yeah, it says you need to log in, create certain one. <laughs> you got to make the page yourself. Yeah, yeah. And their, uh, their website says... Uh, Available Under soon. Construction. Yeah, the stadium will be available soon. They're bringing in those stands. I told, dude, this I'm looking. This is Stade Municipal Carlos Arena. But this is Municipal. This is not the one. Yeah, yeah everybody gets no a, way. gets a fucking one of those dolls from Carlos Arena, but it's a bobblehead. <laughs> oh yeah, the cops, the first right? thousand the fans. Cocks. They do. They got. That's what it is. I tell you a story, Chris. When I was a okay. very small boy. 
I went on a school trip to Caldas da Rainha. Okay. And I don't know if you guys have been at Caldas da Rainha, but they have the, the, the dolls, and the dolls have something in front of their middle of their legs, right? And there's a string that you pull. So they had... And it lifts. It lifts the towel. Right? They had these dolls, and they had one for Benfica, and I thought, oh, but that's a great present for my dad. So I came home with that shit for my dad, and... My dad didn't think it was funny at all. I told him, like, pull the string. My dad pulls the string, the fucking... The colors the Rainha is... you know... Peniche, Rio Maior, it's over there, yes. The big the big pow came out of the... It was... The Benfica player was holding the Gallardet in front of it. And when you pull the string, the big pow came out. And my dad my dad wasn't really too pleased with it. He wasn't impressed? No, he wasn't. He didn't get the joke. He thought it was disrespectful to... that I got that for him. It's safe to say he didn't let you go on another trip to Casa Reina, right? No. He didn't sign off. No, I was, I was, uh, I was very bad on the trips. Uh, one time I went to a trip and we went to the to a beach, and I was wearing these white pants or or beige pants, and and we were just jumping around on a beach and in the sand, and there was these little pellets of of uh, tar. So I got, I came home. And my mother beat my ass because my pants were full of tar. <laughs> so I, I, I haven't been very, I don't have a very good track record when I was uh, uh, going on uh, trips in Portugal when I was a, a young boy. But I forget <laughs> if it was Figueira de Foz or whatever it was, but there was these little pellets of tar on the beach and I got my, my pants were ruined. Hey Chris, next time you talk, next time, next time you talk to my dad, ask him about the, the, the time I brought him, him the the college de Reina doll. See how he I'm gonna it. call him tomorrow. I'm asking if he still has it. <laughs> my mom still had it. it. Held that shit for a while. They didn't yeah, think it was funny, but they, they, you know, they it was put away I actually, somewhere. I actually called your dad today to see if he was ready for tomorrow's game. Yeah, he's gone. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, me, yeah, of course he's gone. Are you? Uh, who, what are you doing with your red pass? Oh yeah, no. I got it. Nothing. <laughs> I know you don't I'm have you don't have pass total. Yes, I do. What's yeah. wrong with you? No, you gone. All right, yeah, I do everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. Chris is here. Happy day. Love you guys. David. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Uh, Dave and I held Twitter, it together, man. If you go on my Twitter profile, you could donate to my account. So, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all jokes aside, now thank you guys. You guys are, you know, plus some polyvalence, bro. You guys are a bunch of Andre Almeida's. You could do a little bit of everything. Appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate the listeners, man. It's been it's been a long time. I miss you guys. Love talking about Benfica, and you know, things are back to normal. Hopefully, so uh, yeah, uh, you know, you'll hear me a lot more on the Benfica podcast. And hopefully, I'll be back next Tuesday with you know, the Going berserk, going bananas. Yeah, we'll break down the Riwav game, the PSG game, and we'll look ahead for the second leg of the PSG game. Take care, everyone. It's nice. Dave, we held it together for Chris. Now he's here. He's our Let's savior. Let's go. That's right. Take care, <laughs> everyone. Here goes all the listeners.